0: welcome to this weekly peak prosperity update i am your host dr chris martinson and i fell down a rabbit hole investigating the ftx collapse and the corruption therein. it's a really incredible tale listen one thing i am above all else really is kind of an investigative reporter once i get my teeth into something i just have to know what's going on wait till you see this story let's go there now the ftx scandal this just shows how deep corruption corruption is now you know what we worried about with COVID was that it would become endemic. Now it is endemic. Endemic means it's just part of the landscape. Well, corruption is now endemic in the United States landscape and potentially a lot of the world's landscape. It's so endemic that people grow up in it and they don't even know they're participants in corruption. It's just how things are. So let's go there and look at this. What happened? Well, between $1 and $2 billion of FTX customer funds. What's an FTX? FTX is a company. And it was a trading platform for cryptocurrencies, and it was housed in the Bahamas. Apparently not enough oversight, and what happened was those customer funds have disappeared. It turned out that SBF stands is a um, three-letter acronym for Sam Bankman Fried, or Fried. Uh, Sam had a secret backdoor to transfer billions, and uh, Reuters doesn't always get it wrong. Their fact check usually does, but this is a pretty good summary right here, an exclusive by um, Angus <clears throat> Burwick says here, FTX founder Bank- Bankman Feed secretly, secretly, one dude moved ten billion dollars in funds from client funds from the trading platform FTX over to this related partner fund called Alameda Research, which was gambling with those monies. Investing is the idea, but really gambling. Bankman Freed showed uh, spreadsheets to colleagues that revealed a shift in funds to Alameda, and it, so we saw couple up to 2 billion and it's unaccounted for an executive set up bookkeeping back doors that thwarted the red flag. So so this is a really small, poorly regulated, no oversight kind of a company that guess what? Was just scamming a lot of people. There were red flags everywhere in this story, of course. And this ends up breaking our trust because right off of the FTX website, you know, they say, hey, join over 1 million users. Bloomberg, CNN, CNBC—they were all busy like promoting this little scam. And look at the people who joined. You see some of the biggest names. If you watched the Super Bowl in the United States in 2022, Tom Brady and Gazelle Bunchin, his his then wife, had a very large, very expensive commercial promoting FTX. You see, uh, Stephen Stephen Curry got involved in this. Major League Baseball. I think there's arenas named after FTX, but we're gonna find out. That wasn't all FTX was doing with their ill-gotten funds. They were bestowing them widely across the landscape, including to principally to Democratic Party operatives and campaigns. And also to some pretty nefarious research that you and I have talked about in the past. So let's go there. This is kind of hard to believe that um, even after the FTX scandal broke, this is days later, it turned out another $895 million just walked away from this, from this bankrupt company that should have been in, Cold storage, locked down, nothing else moving. who knows where it went. I'm bet you anything they're going to have a hard time figuring out where that money went. Hard to believe that they let that happen. By the way, where was the due diligence on this company? Well, we see here the bankman freed the twenty the thirty year old founder of the exchange, amassed a fortune once totaling twenty five billion that included the value of the overall company, FTX itself. FTX was backed by elite investors like BlackRock and Sequoia Capital. These are just the biggest, biggest of the big. How is it even remotely possible that they didn't understand what due diligence looks like or how you would look into this and see the warning signs that were very clearly there? Um, so let's go through the timeline real quick. So we're on the same page. November 6th, Binance, which is another crypto exchange, announced plans that it was going to sell its position in these, in these uh, FT tokens, these little FTTs, right? So they wanted out of any exposure to FTX. So they announced that on November 6th. By November 7th, uh, Sam Bankman-Fried had to come out and tell the world that FTX is fine. That's your first warning sign in these things. Whenever somebody comes out and says, like uh, when Credit Suisse came out and said, our capital position is fine, that's when you start worrying. Naturally, November 8th, We have the election in the United States. FTX withdrawals are suspended just temporarily. You know how the story goes, right? And Binance announced that maybe it was gonna buy FTX. It announced an intention. It was gonna look into it, do some due diligence. That due diligence did not take long. By the way, on November 8th in Bitcoin, you can see the trouble starting. Right there on November 8th is where that little black box is and that's where things really start to crumble. So on this timeline, big money enough to move the price of bitcoin got worried right around the time Binance said hey we're going to look into buying this company well they did but by November November 9th they said the deal is off they said Binance said uh we've looked into it enough to to see that we can't possibly touch this thing it's got regulatory legal issues exposures we don't know so they walked away from the deal just one day later that's how much due diligence it was required to spot this particular crap show that was going on at FTX. And then on November 10th, Sam Bankman-Fried says he effed up and he confirms that Alameda trading is winding down. By the way, this is just two days after the election. You know what else came two days after the election? A federal judge in Texas declared Biden's student loan forgiveness illegal, responding to a lawsuit filed by borrowers. So crazy stuff here. I mean, if you were a big believer in this administration, you carried a lot of that momentum in through November 8th, two rugs were pulled out from under you. If you were a young person who was in, you know, believer in crypto and investing in it and or hoping that your student loans would get taken care of, both of those got canceled within 48 hours of the election. I'm telling you, they don't even wait around anymore to sort of make it even look legit what they're up to. This was just a rug pull, bait and switch for the um, student loan forgiveness. At any rate, hearing on November 11th, Hey, FTX then files for bankruptcy, and here we are. So that's where the story is as of the time I gathered this data. That's the timeline. Really rapid to go from a 25, 30 billion dollar I think FTX was valued at 32 billion dollars on November 5th, and now it's valued at zero. Um, that is a really stunning decline. And the fact that major media is not really burrowing into this yet is all the tell you need to know that this is a really important story. It needs to be covered and by the way it gets really kind of interesting so very very rapidly that's sam bankman fried right there and it's gone it went away super fast now in the wall street journal they did cover this here and we see that quote in a video meeting with alameda employees late wednesday hong kong time alameda ceo caroline ellison or on her in a second said that she mr bankman Bankman-Fried, and two other ftx executives Nishad Singh and Gary Wang were aware of of the decision to send customer funds to Alameda. Customer funds. So if you had an account, you have to go through all this hassle to open an account, and the account has your name, and you have all your information there, and you send money or you send crypto there, that's your account. Well, they decided that was also their account, and they dipped into those funds, and they sent them off to Alameda to trade with. So they did that, and they did that knowingly. In fact, all of the principals in the company knew that. This is out and out, no, no question about it, gigantic levels of fraud. Now, CNN, of course, is gonna give uh, kid-glove treatment to this. They say, crypto crisis continues. Here's the latest on the FTX collapse. Gosh, you know, by November 14th, when this article was written, it wasn't, it's not really a crisis. <laughs> this, is, this was out and out raccoons raiding the hen house, right? And the latest on the collapse, it's a very, it's kind of soft language, you know, it's a little passive. It's not a collapse. This was out and out fraud, right? And by the way, um, this shouldn't have happened, plain and simple. Now this has strong echoes of MF Global back in the day. If you're old like me, you remember John Corzine, he did the same thing. He dipped into client funds, used it for can't lose trading positions that lost. And then when it went and blew up, Well, what happened? Eh, he had to pay a settlement, five million bucks. Oh, my God, (laughs) didn't go to jail. You know, all kinds of stuff, because super well-connected and was very well-connected in through the Democratic Party, so nothing happened to John, much to the consternation of everybody watching who thought, you know, when somebody overtly and flagrantly breaks the rules like that, there ought to be a consequence. And a five million dollar fine, eh, for a guy in his position, probably not that big of a deal, not that much of a deterrence. All right, very quickly, you see this? This is my crash course right here. That's the original version. I have a new version of this book coming out. If you like explanations about how the world works, you're gonna love this book. Coming up February 2023, 2023 uh, around the 23rd, I think it's the 22nd of February. If you could please, my request to you, if you could please pre-order this on Amazon or any other place that's a book scan seller, that would be Barnes and Noble, etc. then this will help me get this thing more attention and really deserves attention because it's a great explanation for how the world works in fact thank you to those who have already responded currently the crash course in this subcategory of development and growth economics is now number one so thank you thank you very much and for those of you who want to follow my work more closely i would advise you you've got to become a subscriber to peak prosperity that's where you can follow all of my work and you will be apprised of things before they happen i'll do my level best to understand things so that I can explain them to you in an understandable way. It's my value proposition. Plus you get alerts and a community. And by the way, if you go for the insider option, insiders get at least two additional pieces of content per week. Here's some examples. I was breaking down the midterm elections. Um, A tribe member from our Peak Prosperity Tribe talked about their own homestead and resilience and how they're going about building their own resilience in their own home. And we talked about government interest payments going wild and the long road back for the COVID cult. That was a, and we had a lot of comments and interest on that one. So this is the content you can find back at Peak Prosperity if you become a member. Now in FTX, there were many strange coincidences and I hate coincidences, particularly more than one coincidence at a time, A lot of coincidences. So what do we see here? First up FTX, Uh, Money here is writing, this is a true scandal is opening up. On April 25th, 2019, Biden announces his presidential campaign. 13 days later, Sam Bankman-Fried, son of Barbara Fried, who's a Stanford professor and co-founder of the political fundraising organization Mind the Gap, which is a democratic fundraising organization, launches the FTX crypto exchange right there, just 13 days after April 25th, 2019. The exchange magically is an overnight success. SBF becomes the biggest donor to Biden. Election day, FTX implodes completely. If you think this scandal is done, it gets even deeper. Gabe Bankman-Fried, brother to Sam, also a former Jane Street trader, is a founder of something called Guarding Against Pandemics. More on that in just a second. And he, Gabe, was a legislative correspondent for the U.S. House of Representatives and an advisor to large political donors in the political party. The family on Linda Fried, is a WEF member on the Global Agenda Council on Aging. His father, Joseph Bankman, is a Stanford professor who's lobbied on behalf of hedge fund managers before Congress and um, FTX head of ventures and commercial at FTX Ventures. Amy Wu started with the Clinton Foundation years ago. Nishad Singh, the FTX director of engineering, has spent over $8 bucks on Democratic candidates and get this get this and finally obama's commodities future trading commissioner mark wiegand was literally the head of ftx policy and regulation <clears> oi <throat> and by the way word on the street was that uh, ftx had promised to spend or wanted to spend over a billion dollars helping democrats come into 2024 so you can obviously tell there's a lot of they're, they're trying to buy their way into political good graces Maybe much the same as uh, John Corzine did with MF Global. So, did they buy enough? Has this given them the cover they need to get favorable news treatment and kid gloves and all of that? We'll see. But let's go there first. So, this is um, a, a bit of you know again anonymous sources here. Take this with a grain of salt. But I thought this is interesting. I like when my when my brain cells get stimulated in a certain way. So here's the same thinking that uh, when Joe Biden announced his presidential campaign, and 13 days later, Sam Bankman-Fried, son of Barbara Fried, co-founder of the political fundraising organization Mind The Gap, okay, launched this thing, right? So the anonymous person under me right here said, "Be Mrs. Fried, launch totally grassroots Democratic pack in July of 2018. Wonder how you're going to raise enough funds to make a difference." Son coincidentally becomes coincidentally becomes a multi-billionaire a few months later. Sometimes things just have a way of working themselves out, I guess. So these are coincidences that are a little hard to swallow. And Forbidden History goes a step further and asks another set of questions, which is still, I think, needs to be addressed, which is in 1991, Robert Maxwell, he was connected through Mossad, dies in bizarre circumstances. The looted fortune goes missing. And Epstein signs a bizarre POA over to the Ohio billionaire's estate in 1991 in the fortune resurfaces in his hand. And of course, the daughter of Robert Maxwell is who? Ghislaine Maxwell. 2019, Epstein dies in bizarre circumstances just as fortune reappears within SPF's FTX. Hmm, it's kind of odd, that's a, maybe a step too far, but these are the sorts of things that should be investigated so that we can at least rule them out or rule them in. But they ought to be investigated and um, By the way, if you go over to the World Economic Forum and start to look for those links to FTX, already as of uh, the 14th of November, this is what gets you. You go there, weforum.org, organizations, slash FTX. Sorry, can't find a page you're looking for. Fortunately, the internet's forever. This is the page that used to be there. And it turns out, um, you know, what do they say? FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange built by traders for traders ftx offers innovative products including industry first derivatives options volatility products leveraged tokens (laughs) all of which just exploded magically right it strives to develop a platform robust enough for professional trading firms and intuitive enough for first time users and look you can click right over and visit the ftx website from the wef so the wef is promoting this thing listen if I came out of somewhere as a 19, 20 year old person and decided to open up some kind of magic, you know, trading thing in the Bahamas, I would not have the kind of connections required or have had at that stage of life, ha- have the connections that suddenly magically billions start flowing to me. And I've got big giant celebrities, you know, calling, you know, me up and, and making ads and all that other stuff. So it's a little bit, little bit weird. Now. When you look at the top federal level mega donors in this past election cycle, we find that Sam was number 4 on that list and in terms of democratic contributions number 2 only behind the king. George Soros, very difficult to beat the king there at 128 million smackeroos, but pretty much 39.9 million in political donations, almost the entirety of which went to Democrats by Sam Bankman-Fried. All right. Um So this corruption really does run pretty deep, and we got to talk about it. Bruce Fenton writing here, Sam Bankman-Fried created and funded an organization known as Guarding Against Pandemics to be run by his brother. That's Gabe. The organization worked to lobby the Biden administration for a $30 billion allocation. So this is how corruption works. You take a few million, you put it in some pockets in D.C., and hopefully a few billion come back so you get a return on investment that's in the hundreds if not a thousand. And by the way, Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX donated over 11 million to Biden and over 60 million to all other campaigns over that whole period, not just this last election cycle. It's a big number, 60 million is huge. All right, so let's go there. Who is Gabe? Well, this is Gabe right here. I worked for a couple of years uh, for a course, a legislative correspondent for Representative Sean Caston, a Democrat out of Illinois. Now who's that? Oh yeah, this would be Congressman Kasten is a member, you can't make this up, of the House Financial Services Committee. Serves on the Subcommittee on Investor Protection, Subcommittee on Consumer Protection of Financial Institutions, and is on the Task Force on Artificial Intelligence. That's interesting. Who else would be interested in artificial intelligence? Oh, the Future Fund, which was a grants-giving arm of FTX where they put tens, hundreds of millions of dollars, was given out in grants. One of their big areas of focus was artificial intelligence. They said here on their site, we think artificial intelligence is a development most likely to democratically alter the trajectory of humanity this century. AI is already posing serious challenges, transparency, interpretability, algorithmic bias, robustness, to name just a few, before too long advanced AI could automate the process of scientific and technological discovery leading to economic growth rates well over 10% per year. It's such a fantasy, Technohopium. But by the way, this the WEF is all over this stuff and loves this too. So you're starting to see the connections, right? So you've got a brother who served for a, a Representative who's on the task force in artificial intelligence, and magically you are busy funding an arm of your grants giving uh, future fund, which is funneling money into these same areas. Which I'll bet you anything if we keep digging, we're going to discover why certain congresspeople are such extraordinary traders and stock pickers. That I haven't dug that far, so that's just an allegation at this point in time. But I will not be even remotely surprised if that turns out to be the case. Um, but now let's go down the coincidence rabbit hole even further. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Remember, remember the TOGETHER trial? This is one that looked at that thing called DWIZABIN Two. If you're a follower of mine, it's, it's uh, the, I can't really say it on this channel if you're watching it on YouTube, but it, it's this compound that's still a little sensitive out there in, in the larger scheme of things. IVM is, uh, we'll, we'll call it that. So the TOGETHER trial looked at that amongst other repurposed compounds and wouldn't you know it it really didn't find anything that worked you know this was funded by ftx this is on the togethertrial.com you go to that website and this is exactly what's still on that front page it'll probably be ripped down soon but that's it that's what you find and so dr edward mills co-principal investigator of the together trial said the together trial aims to identify effective repurposed therapies to prevent the disease progression of covid19 did they no sadly they didn't um also sadly they designed their trials in a really slipshod way and even more sadly they have not released the trial data like they said they would and in their very many 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 months late in doing so but no matter people have been digging through it at any rate but that trial that together trial led to headlines like this new york times says this hey didn't didn't do anything right it was trumpeted all over the media and was really used to put a final nail in the coffin in the minds of many people for that substance right there. And Carl Zimmer, who disgraced himself multiple times throughout the entire COVID reporting cycle, calls himself a scientist on some past life, but really just has done a horrid, horrid job of reporting about it all. Wrote here, the study which compared more than 1,300 people infected with the coronavirus in Brazil who received either ivermectin or placebo, effectively ruled out the drug as a treatment for COVID, the study author said. There's really no sign of any benefits that Dr. David Bulware, who, oh boy, uh, I've been, I've, he's been on exactly the wrong side of every part of the story compared to the side that I've been on, which I consider to be the right side because we have data supporting us. This guy's got belief systems. But at any rate, look at this in Brazil, da-da-da-da-da, in da, 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 yellow at the bottom. The treatments were double-blinded meaning that neither the patients nor the medical staff knew whether they received a COVID treatment drug or placebo. Oh, really? Double-blinded, huh? Well, let's take a look at this. As usual, any inquiry into this study yields just monkey business out the wazoo. In Do Your Own Research, a great substack by a friend of mine, Alexandros Marinos, great guy. And he really dives deep, goes into stuff. He writes here, quote, I wanted to revisit the question of randomization failure in the TOGETHER trial, particularly in the ivermectin arm because some new information has come to my attention that substantially simplifies the case for randomization failure. Da, 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 da. Turns out when you look into it, it was not randomized. It was all kinds of randomization failures. And in fact, the whole trial was done really poorly, which probably explains why the data has never been released. But why am I not surprised then that somehow this is the organization that was funding it and that there was this collusion between all the interested parties who desperately wanted to keep us scared, locked down, masked up, v- v- uh magic juice, whatever you wanna call it. it, it the pieces are all coming together. This is just a, this is such a milieu of corruption that I don't think the people who are in it even understand what they're doing. They just, these are the waters, the poisoned waters in which they swim. But this is where we were at. So, wow, that's another coincidence. How about this? It turned out it wasn't just a little bit, but the FTX Foundation proudly announced here in May of 2022 that they're supporting the global expansion of the trial of the year award-winning together trial. So, of course, these researchers who put together these poor trials, they reward each other and then they use that self-rewarding to self-amplify what they're up to. But the FTX Foundation proudly announced its financial support for the global expansion of the TOGETHER trial. The TOGETHER trial is the largest uh, placebo-controlled COVID-19 trial and has so far evaluated 11 different treatments for COVID-19 on May 16th. The TOGETHER trial receives the award and announces more than $18 million in funding and purchase commitments from the FTX Foundation. Well, first off, I understand what 18 million funding is. How do you, what's a purchase commitment from a trial? It's a little vague. I've been around this business for a while. I'm not real clear what, what would be a purchase commitment. Are they are they, purchase, are they committed to purchasing the data? I don't understand what, what that's all about. But at any rate, maybe that's just bad language in an article. 18 million bucks is a huge amount of money in the world of clinical trials. It's ginormous. And they just threw that right over the transom. So I don't like these coincidences, right? The fact that this FTX comes out of nowhere, is immediately bankrolled to huge amounts, that it's funneling a lot of this money back to certain parties. That happens to be the same set of parties who are mostly in power, Uh, and and they're busy funding things like AI and COVID trials, which looks a little dodgy now once we put it this way. Now, I have another question, which is, how did seasoned investors supposedly not see these FTX slash Elameda red flags? These are ginormous. First up, this is the corp. This is the structure of FTX. It looks like a computer motherboard. Like you just one glance at that, and you're like, well, um, that must be a 300 year old company with a bunch of seasoned people at the helm, not a bunch of 19, 20, 21 year olds making up that little thing. This is called baffle them with bullshit, right? That's when you create something this complicated, it's meant not to be peered into. That, that's what I see in that. Second of all, um, remember FTX founder Bankman Freed secretly moved $10 billion in funds from the trading to the trading firm Alameda Research. So this is Alameda Research. This is the team that there's the CEO up in the top left there, Carolyn, and that's the rest of the team. Half of this team, This was their first job they ever held. How do you, as a BlackRock or a Sequoia or anybody else that's putting money in, not take one peek at this management team and go, "Uh uh-oh, we have some red flags here that we need to think about. In fact, many people did see those red flags appropriately, but I mean, let me put my earpiece in. Let's listen to the CEO of Alameda Research talking about how she goes about directing $10 billion of client monies. Yeah, absolutely. Could pull it off without my math degree. (laughs) Use very little math, um, use a lot of like, uh, elementary school math. Being comfortable with risk is very important. (laughs) Um, (laughs) we tend not to have things like stop losses. I think those aren't necessarily a great risk management tool. Trying to think of a good example of a trade where I've lost a ton of money. Um, Well, I don't know. I probably don't want to go into specifics too much with that. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're not familiar with the internet meme reference, the Robert B. Weed directed by is what you put at the end of something when it's a a comedic disaster. Um, So at any rate, that's what we see there. Uh, I'm literally speechless about... Are you kidding me? The, the lack of confidence, the inexperience is just dripping out of this person. And the idea that they're gonna joke in public about not having stop losses or any sort of a, a risk management strategy and then can't even come up with an, an example. Oh my goodness, this is just red flag city. It's unbelievable. How do we miss these things, all right? Uh, not everybody missed him. Here's An- Andonis Papas writing back in March of 2022 saying, FTX official will be the largest crypto fallout in history. No governance from the investors. Right? No board of directors. Majority of businesses outside the U.S. Wild amounts of spending on celebrity advertising licensing. I also haven't met anyone that uses the product. So, um... <laughs> obvious in retrospect often but but this was clear like if you're in the business this is the kind of due diligence you need to do and a lot of people didn't do any of that due diligence including people with a lot of money and it's kind of weird how these things happen where they just the the power structure sort of shrugs and goes oh well these things happen like uh like we saw with bernie madoff right the sec was delivered the incontrovertible mathematical proof that bernie madoff was running a scam years and years and years in advance of that whole thing blowing up. And then finally, the SEC steps in right after the blow up after the client funds were lost. So this again, the warning signs are all there. The question is, why does this happen? Well, it happens because a lot of powerful people are harvesting money from that operation. And that's the main story we have to tell today, because that's what we actually saw happening. Um, In the humor side of things, uh, FTX scored higher in their so-called ESG governance than Exxon by a long leadership in governance. They got a 50. Exxon only got a 38. So we can see that ESG is um, a little bit of a scam or has some maturing to do before it's a useful sort of an indicator of anything at all. At this point in time, rumors of money laundering now are, are really rampant around this FTX story, and it works like this. The story is, first up, we saw that Ukraine, they have donate.thedigital.gov.ua, and you can see the Ministry of Digital Transformation of Ukraine saying, hey, we partner with some players out there, FTX is one of those partners. So the, this rumor out there is that it works like this. Sam Bankman-Fried donated to the Democratic Party, PACS, candidates. These parties and backed Biden and, and uh, Democratic candidates who then decided to give US tax dollars in the form of military and humanitarian aid to Ukraine, which then used USA to partner with FTX, which they did. We know that Ukraine put money with FTX. We just don't know if it was the same money. We don't have that. This is still uh, information that's being developed at this point in time. I don't have a point of view on it yet, but this is, I wanted you to be alert to, this is the rumor that's going on out there. If so, this is one of the largest scandals you can imagine, which beats out the scandal which was largest ever, which we had last week, right? So we just keep having these massive, massive scandals. Um, but of course, never let a good crisis go to waste. There's a lot of concern now that one of the first things you do if you are caught up in a scandal is you seek the high ground, but also... Check out what the White House is immediately proposing now for the crypto space. Let's listen in. Without proper oversight, uh, cryptocurrencies, they uh, it risks harming everyday Americans. So this is something that uh, clearly we monitor and, and uh, that we see as an important, uh, important issue. But the most re- recent <clears throat> news further underscores uh, these concerns and highlights why uh, prudent regulation of cryptocurrencies is indeed needed. Uh, the White House, along with the relevant agencies, will again closely monitor. Uh, the situation as it cont- as it develops ah prudent regulation which is a hop skip and a jump over to central bank digital currencies. so this crisis if you follow it if you have a dark line of thinking might be that well you know there are certain people out there who aren't all that disappointed that there was this major yet another major scandal in the crypto space because they are ready to regulate that space and they're ready to regulate it for their own aims and purposes which are usually involve more money, more power. Now, that's the story as we have it right now. Uh, not surprised at all to see the, the call for more regulation around this space at this point in time. Obviously, we're gonna see more Wall Street raccoons show up to try and feast on this. The whole idea that the White House is concerned about average ordinary Americans who might be hurt by this is not nearly as believable to me as they're worried about major donors of theirs who might be caught up in a large brewing scandal. So that's what I have for you today on that, on FTX, by the way, part two of this, which is back over at my website, we'll be talking about this thing right here. It's really dark. We've got a brand new study to to look at here, which uh, we've been discussing a little bit on Twitter, but that down in green, this is not cool, what's happening right now. So that's what we're going to be talking about in part two. Listen, if I had complete freedom, I'd tell you about it here too, but I don't and probably won't ever, given the way things are going. Thank you so much for listening. Keep your eye on the FTX scandal, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.